Hello and welcome to This Week at Charlestown Road, a branch of the Heavenbound podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and this is where we reflect on the weekend that was. We dig a little deeper into a recent sermon to give you something to think about as this week unfolds. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Roger, you had the opportunity to preach this past Sunday, and you wanted to talk to us about what matters. What matters? And that's just a very important question. We ask that in a lot of different avenues in life. I mean, you, you're you not feeling well, and you go see your doctor, and... He starts talking about whether you fertilize your yard or not. I mean, that's, that's not what matters at the moment. I don't feel well, and I need need to take care of me. So so whether we talk about the student taking the test, whether we talk about talking to a financial advisor about you know uh, our investments or getting a loan or a lot of avenues of life, what matters is, is essential as we talk about the, the moment of the hour. And so... We focus upon what matters to God, um, and that oftentimes is very different than what matters to us. I put forth the question early in the sermon, what matters when you walked into that church building? Well, for some people, it's who I get to see, or where do I sit, or how warm or how cool the building is. Those, those are things that matter to us. But when we start looking at the scriptures and we start thinking about what matters to God, then that takes on a different standpoint. And our real drive and focus in that lesson was to talk about the value of God's word, the focus of God's word. And we just walked through several simple passages that emphasize the gospel, the word of God matters. What God says matters. And, and, you know, for some people, when they hear the word gospel, all they think about are the red letters of Jesus, that Jesus spoke in red somehow. I don't know how that <laughs> happened, but but they do. And the rest of the Bible really doesn't matter, just those red letters. Well, we went th- we walked through that and saw that really that that's not true according to God. All of the Bible matters to God, particularly all the New Testament for the age we live in today. From that, we, we talked about... Uh, what the Bible's supposed to do for us and, and how there was more to come. And then we wrapped the lesson up by talking about some central points that really matters to God, what God wants us to do in this age. So the, the sermon's there. It's on our website. We encourage you to go back and listen to it. And it, it helps us to keep before us what is important and what's not important and what's really important to God. All right, so let's go back. You referenced a passage in John chapter 16. I want to back up just a little and just listen to Jesus because obviously the words of Jesus matter. Uh, We understand that, like you said, Jesus didn't speak in red. Some of our modern translations help at times. Uh, Publishers will try and help by turning the words of Jesus or using red ink to uh, make the words of Jesus really stand out. But I want to take us back a page or two before that to John 14, and let's just listen to Jesus and see what we can learn about this. And I'll, I'll just read a couple of these passages from John 14, 15, and 16, and then Roger ask you what stands out to you. This is Jesus on the night of his betrayal, John 14, 15. He tells his apostles, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper 
to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. A few lines down in verse 25, he says, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Jesus, for some reason, in the next chapter, comes back to this. John chapter 15, verse 26. But when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me, and you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. And then one more time, he says it, Again, in the next chapter, John 16, verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take care, take what is mine and declare it to you. Now, Roger, these are the words of Jesus, right? And in fact, we could say these are words that are weighty because Jesus knows his time on earth is drawing very quickly to a close with these men. Last words really matter. So let me just begin by asking you, What stands out to you by Jesus bringing this up over and over again? Well, I think Jesus realized that uh, the disciples and their faith and their knowledge wasn't quite where they needed to be yet. And he had spent three years. Three years is not very long. I mean, when we think about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the time Jesus was with those apostles was just three years. That's shorter than high school. And, and so, so there, there were things that they just needed some guidance on. And it's interesting, Jesus is referring to the Holy Spirit multiple times here, as you read, as the helper. He would help them, and he would help them in their understanding. He would help them in, in what they would have to do. And there, there's a couple of specifics that he tells us here, particularly one of the verses you read is in John 14, verse 26, and he says, he'll bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Now, if we just stop there, right there, and for for our listeners who, who are regular attenders of, of some congregation, it, it, could you remember accurately everything your preacher said in a sermon three years ago? <laughs> I can, and I preach them. So, you know, so 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 Jesus was getting ready to send these apostles into all the world. How would it be that Thomas said this and Peter said this and John said no? I think he said this, and, and we know how our memory is. Our memory gets things kind of scrambled and kind of fuzzy, and the the bridge between us, our sins, and Jesus and God is the Word, the Word of God. That's how we know about Jesus. And so they would have to accurately say, this is what Jesus said. And so one of the roles of the Holy Spirit was to put in their mind, this is what Jesus said. 
And so later on, when the gospel writers started writing down the stories, and we read what Jesus said, as we're doing right here in John 14 and 15, we know Jesus actually said this. Why? Because the Holy Spirit put them in remembrance of those things. All right. So definitely, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, you said three years. There are times that I have to struggle to remember what I myself preached three weeks ago. Okay. So we, we understand the value of being reminded of the words of Jesus. But it's interesting to me, he does even more than that in chapter 16. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you can Cannot bear them now. What do you think? We'll, we'll get to the next verse in just a moment. What do you think he's saying there in verse twelve? Well, you know, the, it was a journey for these for these twelve apostles, and I mean, the, we read about them kind of stumbling along in their faith. Uh, there are more than one occasion when they were fussing about which one of them was greatest of all of them, misunderstanding their roles. There were times when they were afraid, multiple times in the book of Matthew, Jesus would, would, would kind of accuse them and say, oh, ye of little faith. That, you know, they, they were growing in their faith and they were learning and seeing things. And so, so I, th- I think part of this was there was more things that Jesus had to tell them but they weren't ready for that yet. They just, they just had to, you know, it's kind of like when we, I think analogy would be, if we start off at college level and we're going to be a biology major, well, the first class you're going to take is biology 101 and then 201, 301, all the way up to the graduate school. Why don't you start off in graduate school? Because you're not able to handle it yet. And so I think that was a lot of that. And so the Holy Spirit would help them. The Holy Spirit would help them uh, by learning things and seeing these things. And in time, as, as he would reveal some things that later on they would have to understand. All right. So I still have many things to say to you. You cannot bear them now, but... To your point, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. All right. So there were elements of truth that these men could not handle at the moment. We're not ready for, but Jesus leaves with the promise that the helper is going to come and in accordance with God's amazing plan, he's going to guide you into all the truth. All right. So Roger, should then I put more weight on Jesus's words in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John than the words provided by the Spirit in Acts or Romans. No, and and as we try to, to get across in our lesson, if you just stay with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the central focus is knowing who Jesus is. You see the words of Jesus, you see the miracles of Jesus, you see the compassion of Jesus, and but but that's just part of the picture. It's like looking looking with something with your hand over one eye. You're not getting the full picture of what's going on here. Or looking through an old key lock, you 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 kind of see through some things, but you can't can't see everything through that keyhole. And so the rest of the Bible is there because there are more things we need to know. The book of Acts really details the idea of conversion, how conversion comes about, and the process and the mode of all those things that come about. We see Gentiles being baptized in Christ. We we see women being baptized in Christ. 
Christ. We see the beginning of the church and the value of fellowship and the importance of staying with the apostles' doctrine. If you just, you know, physically in your hands held Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then looked at the rest of the New Testament, there's a lot of pages come after that. And those are things that God wanted his people to know. All right. So why do you, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here a little, why do you think as human beings sometimes we're tempted to put more weight on one thing than the other? You know, I, I hear every once in a while people saying, well, when we come together as a church, this thing that we do is more important than something else, or this book is more important than that book, or this teaching is more important. Why? It, it sure doesn't seem like God talks like that. Why, why do you think human beings have that tendency? Well, we, you know, we, we like everything in nice, neat categories, and we we will list the greatest movies, the greatest songs of all time, who's the greatest team. You know, we we just like everything's kind of neat and lined up. Everything's in the order, and and life is not that way. It's not always in order. Uh, there's a lot of people would say grace is more important than obedience, and so long as I got the grace of God, that that's really all that matters. Or the compassion of Jesus. If I'm compassionate, I have a good attitude, all this other stuff really doesn't matter. The problem with that is you don't see God saying those things. Uh, That's coming from our perspective. It's coming from what we think about things. And that's why, as as our lesson tried to direct, we need to see what is important to God. And so if these other things were not so important, why did God include them in the Bible? Why did God say go into all the world and preach these things to everybody? And so, so I think that's just a human tendency we have is to put things in order. And I've heard people say that about worship, that the Lord's Supper is the most important part of worship. Well, it is remembering Jesus. That's true. But isn't praising God important? And isn't praying to God important? Isn't preaching God's word important? They're all important. Now, they may have different aspects. They may do different things to me. And there may be different moments that I get more out of one than the other. But to say this is more important than others, what that leads to sometimes is because of time's sake or whatever, I can drop off the least important things. Yeah. long as I do the most important things. I, I've known people through the years who will just show up, take the Lord's Supper, and then they leave services. And, well, what about praising God? What about listening to his word? In their mind, as long as I took the Lord's Supper, that was the most important thing. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. And so so that's, that's the problem you get into. You start dropping off things and saying, well, you know, obedience is not as important as love. So I'm going to drop off obedience. Well, God doesn't say that. And and then pretty soon we start making our own list and that gets us in trouble every yeah, time. Yeah, and it, it goes both ways, most certainly, right? I, I could just as easily say, well, obedience is more important than love. As long as I do the right thing, I don't have to have a <laughs> a certain kind of heart. And no, that's not that, that, that's not how it works either. That's not how God calls us, what he expects of us. Uh, you know, maybe the, the simplest passage to look at along those lines, Ephesians 4, verse 25, calls us to speak the truth in love. Love matters. Truth matters, right? I, I can't have one without the other. But when we as human beings try and elevate one above the other as if one matters more, 
Boy, that sounds like we're we're messing in God's sandbox, and, and, and we don't have that prerogative. And that was kind of the backdrop of this sermon is because I'm hearing a lot of people say today, Jesus is more important than the church stuff. And as if the church stuff is made up by us, and if it is, it should be dropped off because we only follow God. But But who's to say that, as you just mentioned, the book of Acts is less important than the Gospels? Now they have different they have different directions they have different purpose. If it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't have the Book of Acts. But without the Book of Acts, there's lots of things about God's people and God's kingdom we do not understand. So so just to say, you know, Jesus is more important than you know how we do the Lord's Supper, when we do the Lord's Supper, what we do with church money, what how we're organized. All, you know, we can just make a long, long list. And I've even heard people say some of those things are not salvation issues. Well, who decides that? And who made that list? And so what our lesson was about was every word that God speaks. Old Testament is important. New Testament's important. The epistles are important. The book of Revelation, they're all important. And because God said it, we need to take it as something that matters. All right. So as a uh, way of rounding this conversation off, we've already hinted at it to some degree, but in just a, a couple of sentences for each one of these, if you're sitting down with a teenager and uh, they have a question along the lines of, okay, if I have Jesus, why do I need the book of Acts? How How would you answer that? You need the book of Acts to understand how God's people are supposed to connect each other. The book of Acts teaches us about fellowship. The book of Acts teaches us about discipline. The book of Acts teaches how the church functions, how the church operates. Um, if we just had Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, we don't know. I mean, the, the, the word church is only used a few times in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we don't know when we're to assemble. We don't know what we're supposed to do when we assemble. All that helps us as we get to the book of Acts. You need to know those things. And, and again, uh, Different functions, Acts and the Gospels, but we need them both. All right. If I have Jesus, why do I need... You're about to teach 1 Corinthians for our adults this next quarter. If I have Jesus, why do I need Paul's teaching in 1 Corinthians? Well, one of the verses we used in that sermon was 1 Corinthians fourteen thirty-seven, where Paul just plainly said, What I write are the Lord's commandments. And so they're not the words of Paul. They're the words of Jesus that Paul just wrote down through the Spirit. And so to have 1 Corinthians is to have the message of Jesus. And that's what we try to illustrate. And so, you know, a lot of people are trying to say, I'll take the man Jesus, but I want to take the words of Jesus. Well, you can't do that. You can't make that separation. You have one or you have none of them. You can't, you can't make that separation. So, so you need the book of Acts. It teaches us about giving, or excuse me, the book of First Corinthians. It teaches us about giving. Once again, it teaches us about fellowship, the Lord's Supper, long sections in there. It teaches us things about our personal re- uh, resurrection from the dead. Lots of things like that that we you just wouldn't learn if you just had Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All right, so I have prophecies in First Thessalonians, Second Peter, the last book, the book of Revelation. If I have Jesus, why do I need prophecy? Of course, prophecy is part of God's word. That's what Peter tells us in Second Peter chapter or Second Peter chapter one is that the the prophet spoke by the will of God. So once again. God's words matter, and these are God's word. Prophecy tells us what's going to happen. 
It tells us uh, things that we need to know. And so, once again, as the Holy Spirit told the apostles what was to come, prophecy tells us what's to be revealed. And so, once again, when we think about life after death, we think about resurrection, we think about heaven, so many of those lessons come to us from the writings of the apostles, the prophets. And to have just the Gospels and nothing else, I'm not going to know those things. All right, one more. If I have Jesus... Why do I need the church? Well, I think to, to me, this is the easiest one. Uh, Jesus in the book of Ephesians through the, through the apostle Paul tells us that he is the head of the church. And so basically when, when somebody says, I need Jesus, but I don't need the church, what you're saying is I'm going to decapitate the body. I'm going to take the head, but I'm not going to take the body. Well, when you do that, you don't really have life. And you need a church for fellowship. You need a church for accountability. You need a church to worship with. Uh, it says, tells us in Corinthians, when you come together as a church, God wants us to come together. Staying at home and just worshiping on my own is not the, the way God wants us to be. I need to be around others. I need to see others. I need to be involved in their lives. I need to be a servant to others. And so, so that's why I need that. And so, again, when we think about this, the totality of the New Testament is what we need. You can't say, well, I don't need this book or I don't need that book. You do. And from the beginning to the end, we need that and we need to know it. How thankful we ought to be for Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Just amazing God-given pictures of who our Lord and Savior is, right? But sure does sound like from our conversation, John sixteen thirteen is awfully important. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. And so the apostle Paul could write in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5, the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Sure does sound like the Apostle Paul had the same aim as the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, it sure does seem like the Apostle Paul is delivering the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. If somehow we treat Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John as more important than 1 Timothy, Sounds like we're off on the wrong foot. Absolutely. And we need to remind ourselves that a lot of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they're not all just quotations of Jesus. And so there are words in there that these men, through the Holy Spirit, God wanted them to write, just as we think about the rest of the New Testament. All the New Testament's valuable. We need it all. Awfully important lesson, and we're thankful to the efforts of a variety of servants behind the scene who make that recording available for us. You can watch, you can listen at charlestownroad.org. It's freely available in our sermon podcast feed, What Matters. That is an important lesson that I would encourage you absolutely to take the time to revisit. Roger, of course, we are looking forward to this evening gathering together with our church family at 7 o'clock p.m. for a wide variety of Bible classes. It's our last class of this winter quarter of the year, as hard as that is to believe. Lots of exciting things to come, Lord willing, next quarter. We're already looking forward to Sunday. We would love to have you join us at 9.30 a.m. for worship. We 
We have Bible classes immediately after that, roughly around 1045 a.m. For all ages, we'll gather together at 5 o'clock p.m. for another assembly of worship. Roger, thanks for joining me today. Thanks to all of you for listening to This Week at Charlestown Road. We would love to see you tonight, this Sunday, the best day of the week. We would love to have you come and grow with us.